0: So, uh, this week on Amazingly Terrible, we are exploring the themes of Wildcats, Episode 9 Black Razor's Edge. Wildcats. Evil, Bald- cats, wildcats, öldcats, wildcats. <laughs> wildcats. 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 Fairy- wildcats. 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 This is a disaster. Yeah! <laughs> The one and only Wildcats! Yeah!
1: <laughs> okay, I think we can end it there. <laughs> just don't even air any of that. I expect you all to do a lot better in the next Wildcats episode. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: Welcome to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast where we mine the childhoods we didn't have digging for garbage. I'm Adam, a disgraced animal trainer turned <laughs> podcaster, here in the wild woods of Seattle.
2: I am Matt. Uh, I also live a place and I do some things. Yeah, you do.
3: I'm Mike and I forgot why I'm here, actually. I wandered in and found these guys and now I'm watching cartoons. Derek,
0: are you a disgraced naval pilot?
4: Uh, negative, <laughs> sir. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> yes! Okay. No! no. no. Uh, fair
3: enough.
5: Uh,
3: I wanted that line.
1: <laughs> I'm David, and I'll put all this in the proper order, later. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who hides in the
4: shadows. Oh, uh, okay. David, put that first, because that'll actually be fairly entertaining. <laughs>
0: There, there were a bunch of songs that I kind of wanted to sing. I kind of want to go back and, and sing the uh, the Brave Star and Jim songs and send them to you and see if you could do something with those. There's still Cause I'm a because <laughs> I'm a fantastic singer. You are you're yeah, the best yeah. we got. No, <laughs> nowhere close. <laughs> what
1: is your singing experience?
0: Mine. Yeah. Um, I used to sing uh, baritone in the um, church choir I was in when I was ten. That I did like uh, singing, well, I did chorus when I was in uh, elementary school in Germany, and then I was in a garage band where they had me sing like two different songs, but I could not sing and play bass at the same time, so never really worked out that well.
2: I uh, my, my experience I, with singing is uh, just really belting out a ballad in the, uh, while I was driving uh, to the radio, and then turning to look at the person seated next to me, and seeing that they're Eyes were just wide open in disgust. So, why were you driving to the radio? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I used to sing in chorus when uh, I was in middle school. So, oh, nice. ooh.
0: really? At at Sandberg? Yeah, at, uh, yeah. at
1: Sandberg. Yeah, Carl Sandberg. Carl Sandberg. Uh, teacher Man. said I was the only bare she'd ever had. Nice. Wow. Nice. I was teaching there. That's because uh, you had that them pipes. At an early age, yep. yeah, I, I mean, I, I was this tall in the eighth grade. Hold on,
0: hold on. I just want to ask you guys something. Um, why did we? Why did we watch uh, the porn parody to the 2019 uh, CGI sensation Cats? Rather than watch a cartoon this week? <laughs>
5: uh,
4: I think we watched a different show, dude. Yeah. Did you
2: get the? Did you click on the link that I sent you or David sent you? That you sent me.
1: Okay, well, that was a <laughs> trick. Fuck!
0: All right, now, now I got to watch it real quick.
1: You guys can go on. Well, let's go over who'd seen this before.
2: Um, I had not seen it as a child. I did find out later that it existed, and I think I watched one episode, but not this episode.
4: I yeah, first time I had even heard of this was I think when we were coming up with ideas for the podcast. Uh, and Matt had made a mention of, like, w- with regard to the show. I I didn't know it existed, but I will say when I saw the Grifter character, I remember the Grifter character being somebody who in, like, the middle school time frame, which would have been about, like, 95, 96, that we thought was cool. I didn't, didn't know where he came from, didn't know whatever, just, like, when you doodled with your friends or whatever, like, having that, like, face- really, really poorly implemented 2020 (laughs) face mask from a headband to below the chin. Like,
1: we thought that was so cool. I actually do remember seeing this. Uh, Wow. I believe it was on opposite X-Men, or at least the DC box station that carried X-Men. And then later, like, the Baltimore station would play the same episode. So I actually had to remember to switch off of X-Men and over to Wildcats if I wanted to see it because I could watch X-Men again later, but Wildcats was on, I think, UPN, and I only got one of those stations.
2: So they counter-programmed to X-Men with
1: us. I believe so. Wow.
0: I never watched it when I was a kid. I, I actually didn't know this cartoon existed. Uh, I was well aware of the property, uh, mainly because I read comics over at Matt's house. Yep. Um, but the as far as the cartoon goes, I... I don't think I ever saw it, and I actually um, consumed all of X-Men, like greedily consumed it. So I'm surprised I didn't see this in some fashion while well, I was, like, flipping through the channels looking for X-Men.
3: I know I. At the time, I was actually watching um, uh, The Critic <laughs> back in 1994 and actually, Hachi, I, Machi. I looked, I looked Do- it up, and at the same time as this was airing, was where on the... Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego and The Critic? And those are both two things that I greedily consumed.
2: I, I think you made the right call.
3: And the tick. Yeah. The, the original it. tick. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I mean, you only have a certain bandwidth of TV consumption that, honestly, our parents allowed us. We were 14 years old. We were still under the heavy thumb of our parents. And they, they told us, you know, you get an hour. So, are you going to choose... The critic or are you going to choose something that sounds like a really cheap knockoff of thundercats
2: well i i mean i think that uh david really points out the it's it's not so much the uh, the time it's it's your commitment to managing your time and, and david's ability to uh, <laughs> memorize entire pro- uh program schedules
0: your commitment to managing wasting your time yes <laughs>
1: well Actually, what I really remember is uh, always forgetting to switch over and missing Wildcats, and then then watching the same X-Men episode twice. (laughs) I didn't actually watch that many episodes.
2: I still think you made the right choice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I have a little bit of context about Wildcats, and we've got so many questions about it, you know, deep in our hearts. And I just want to, before I begin, I just want to talk directly to the audience. So uh, you guys all switch off your mics. Okay. Dear audience, I I know that many of you are fanboy idiots. And uh, I want you to understand that I hate this deeply with a deep, horrendous passion. And it's not so much about you or the property. It's a reflection of my self-hatred because of how much I consumed this when I was a teenager. So remember the things I say, they're not about you. They're about how much I suck and how terrible I am. That said, Okay. So this, um, Matt,
4: I love you. Come on. Oh, man. Derek, don't don't thanks, hate on sir. yourself like that. that. We're all about building each other up here.
2: So th- the context of this, this happens during the nineties <laughs> comics boom. And, um, the nineties comics boom was a terrible time for comics, but a great time. If you like garbage, mm-hmm. um,
0: which we do. That's what we're making this
2: podcast. Yep. The specific, yeah. The specific. This specific property it was the co-invention of um, Jim Lee and Brandon Choi, I believe. What happened was that Jim Lee made his bones doing the X-Men comics during the um, '90s comic boom, the boom in which. Um, speculators were um, snapping up all the number one comics in hopes that they would be worth something. And that was, they were doing that because the bottom had dropped out of the uh, baseball card market. They, all these collectors no longer had any, they wanted to put their money into something. So they're like, Oh, these comic books. And there was tangential and like a lot of uh, crossover uh, as we've talked about before. Um, So they started driving up the price of comics. So, this is why there were so many number ones. They started doing to new number one comics, and Marvel was very early on this trend, and um, that's why they did uh, Weapon Zero, starting at Weapon uh, at the issue T minus four, and, and count down to uh, an issue zero, which was an invention they made to make more money because uh, they was like, well, what's worth more than a number one comic? Uh, a number zero comic, and then they started up in the anti to uh, chrome covers and all kinds of odd printing techniques. Um, and this eventually
1: bankrupted Marvel. Well, that makes me feel a lot better about destroying that Teen Titans number one comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys still so, have any I, old
3: comics, and are they worth oh, anything?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I have uh, boxes of them, and no, they're not worth yeah, a damn yeah. thing.
2: Well, the answer
1: is yes, yes and no is. for everyone.
3: I, <laughs> yeah,
2: I have I boxes. I did a cull, um, and I cut down myself down to four boxes. And um, there worth something to me. I like them.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there is a certain sentimental value there, but but the fact of the matter was, even during that boom time, they were printing so many of these comics because they had to make their nut back on the investment that they put into making these new series. Yep. That that they just basically completely oversaturated the market. So there was it, no way for anybody to get any money back using them as collector's items. And that's what's happened today. That's the reason why most serious comic book collectors basically get the paper comic and give it to their kids to draw in, like, coloring books and <laughs> they just go for the digital comic. So uh,
2: so it was a bubble, right? It was a bubble, and they drove up the prices in it bankrupted Marvel. Before that happened, all the new hotness artists broke off and left Marvel, and they founded a new company together called Image. And Image was structured a little differently. They um, Each artist owned their own production company and then published under Image as the publisher. Um, oh, so, interesting. Yeah. That's... So, Okay. So um, basically what happened is each of those hotshot artists that really came from Marvel, a lot of them, um, started making a knockoff of X-Men. Uh, because Jim Lee had worked on X-Men and had invented a number of characters that were very popular, such as um, uh, Gambit and uh, Bishop, uh, as well as others, or co-created. So he went and just started to make his knockoff of the, the X-Men called Wildcats. And it was a very lazy knockoff. Um, and like everything that jim lee did jim lee has like three ideas and then he can draw real good um so he did those three ideas and then he drew real good uh for a year and then he handed off the book to somebody else who actually drew better uh and the tenor of the book seriously changed uh anyway uh the first four issues of wildcats were in the can to be released and then after that everything at Image started to have production delays uh, because they um, were a brand new company they couldn't meet the demand Uh, there there was the new uh, hotness was all all over them and so um, as part of that uh, kind of feeding frenzy Jim Lee sold uh, the Wildcats rights to make a TV show but I think by the time the TV show was coming out the bubble had basically burst and um, wildcats was not a good enough idea uh the t- characters weren't interesting enough to be a property that stood on its own um it was a blatant ripoff of x-men same as like with cyber force and uh uh the jim lee ripoff of sin city called Deathblow, um and tons of uh these early image comics now since then image has like completely changed their business model and they are actually a um a really great independent publisher and uh jim lee took all of his characters uh from from what uh, was called wildstorm productions and uh he sold them to uh dc when he went to work for dc comics and that is why the grifter is now in the jla really Yes. Crazy. Yes. So he, those are now in the DCU. All their characters are in DCU. They're a total mismatch for the DCU in so many yeah. ways. Um, but yeah, they've been doing a whole bunch of like uh, uh, Justice League, Future State, and this is like you know like the future and Grifters in it.
5: Hmm.
0: So so all of these characters transferred over.
2: Yes, because Jim Lee owned the rights to all of them, and he sold them to DC for so. He's a good businessman. Like yeah. I, I, I'm making fun of him for his uh, creative endeavors, mostly his writing, because he's a, he's a fantastic artist. As an adult, I can admit that, that I, I went through a long period of hating them because he is garbage. Uh, but he is a fantastic artist, and he is a great businessman. That's very interesting. I, what, what I found very interesting also is just the the appearance of
0: Grifter, um, because his mask looks almost identical to Deadpool. Except just not taut around the face; it's just a loose Deadpool mask.
2: Dead Leefield was one of the creators who went to um, Image. He did the book called Young Blood, uh, and Deadpool was the absolute hottest thing at the time. And um, both him and Pike, the the bad guy, uh, are very much Deadpool ripoffs. Hmm.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. I hope we really We're have
3: some like. Archive nerds that are going to listen to us because we have oh, not yeah, even us. delved into the episode. It's like all backstory. I'm so sure I've they're. Got-
2: go- I'm sure they're going to pick that my uh, diatribe apart because I just did it off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah.
3: Give give uh, Matt the hook. Yep, and yes. and let's do it. Let's move right in. So
2: I want to talk
0: about Image Comics for another fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give him the I hook, have too. Of, I have a lot of questions.
3: Play, play him off, so, David. Play him off. So we've already covered. That Wildcats is a really, really bad knockoff of X Men. Um, I would like to add in as my super helpful um, uh, input that this has nothing to do with Cats.
2: <laughs> cats is an acronym for Covert Action Teams. Covert
3: Action Teams. So, where yeah, I was expecting like a really cheap knockoff of Thundercats, this is just a cheap knockoff of x-men it's kind of like deep impact was to Armageddon <laughs> or gobots to transformers you know there's always that follow-up where it's like oh hey this is really really fun let's knock it off really quick and have the production time and cut down the amount of thinking down to 10% and, and throw it out there and everyone's gonna love it because everyone loves robots right now so let's make gobots
0: I have a quick question for you, Mike. Was Deep Impact a ripoff of Armageddon, or was Armageddon a pre-ripoff of Deep Impact?
3: Uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: absolutely, uh, David, absolutely not. Y- yes, and Adam. Yes, <laughs> and. David. David, you were saying uh, you saw some parallels.
1: I actually saw a lot of parallels with uh, the show Mask because uh, mm. both of them have mm. uh, acronym titles. Okay, and uh, both of them. I've cut off the top of their helmets so that the hair sticks out in this really weird mm-hmm. way.
3: <laughs> well, because hair's important. The grifter has luxurious hair. The bad guys are always bald or don't show their hair.
0: Or have flames for hair.
3: Or, or Okay, or have flames for hair. I, I'm noticing that all of us have hair still, so we're the good guys. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. It, there's, it's still there. You're a good guy. Most. You're, you're like half of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like an anti hero. You're, you're walking towards the dark side, but we're still going to consider you like goodish for now. So, Mike, I, I'm in the first just, half of
2: Breaking Bad.
0: Mike, did you just alienate like a third of our potential audience by saying yeah. all the bald bastards out there are
3: bastards? They probably know it, but.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. It, <laughs> maybe they don't. Maybe it's like if, a mystery. if they
3: don't and they hate me for it, then I'll be the bad guy. But I got a full head of hair.
2: Yeah, no, you can't be the, so the good guy. <laughs> so yeah, you're the good guy. I'm the
3: good guy, but they can hate me. So. Yeah. I'm the good guy. Look at my part. <laughs> Look at my...
2: <laughs> Shall we talk about the Wildcats theme song?
3: Yeah. It, it's so 90s that it's just painfully 90s. But it hasn't moved on to the grunge phase.
0: We we know that this this actually came out, what, like 1991? 94. 90s, 92. 94 it's to not... 95. This is ninety four, ninety five. Okay, so that was actually around the time frame that grunge was coming big, because in nineteen ninety five, that was when Kurt Cobain uh, committed suicide, and that was like that was kind of like the peak of grunge right then and there. So,
2: but this has got talk rap in it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it yeah does.
0: Instead of the grunge, they did the talk rap.
2: It is garbage, but oh my god, it's catchy as fuck. Oh yeah, it's, it's... very catchy. It's well,
0: well, like I, the honestly, Devilman like, right gum now, commercial, my, but. Nobody... My brain is vying for um, the bandwidth for Jim. Uh, mm. uh, me and my friends are Jim girls because I've been singing about it ever since we watched that episode. Yeah, And now Wildcats. So it's going to be me and my friends are Wildcats, the one and only holograms, Jim is sensation.
2: Wildcats. It's going to be great. I, a Jim-Wildcats a a a gym gym crossover would be amazing. Wait, you're digging
0: into my territory now. That's not the end of the podcast.
4: So when you guys listened to that (laughs) that opening track there, did anybody get uh, Epic by Faith No More, like, the vibes from that? Because that's Uh, a terrible early 90s song. I think so. I I got
2: that. I I got a real, like, we want metal, hair metal, and we also want rap together.
3: If Bare Naked Ladies were going to sing a song for a cartoon, this is what they would come up with.
2: No, they would sing about Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> it's the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, anyway. It's cartoon rap. Uh, we opened the episode with a TNG per card log entry.
3: Which I would like to say it was so horrible in the situation may indicate a dramatic change. And then all of a sudden, literally, after he says that explosion, like... Yeah, like, missiles. Missiles. <laughs> it's just like, hmm... Everything's calm, but what if a missile were to hit? And it just it goes right into this just ridiculous... Like, the, the, there's a bird flying, and it's this peaceful valley, and the narrator fucks it all up.
1: Uh, Who is that narrator even supposed to be?
2: That's that's Lord Imp.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be the Imp. Now, what is, is his name Lord Imp? I knew in the comic books it was, but...
2: he Well, he is a lord. Um, He is a lord of the Curbium. The, the alien race of which most all the Wildcats are.
0: Okay, so... Uh, apparently I didn't read the comics very closely when I was hanging out at your place in the 1990s. Um, I thought he was some homeless dude that found a robot that turned him into a billionaire.
2: The robot found him because he was, I believe, p- part or uh, uh, a pure blood Kerbium who who forgot his memory. The Kerbiums interbred with humans, and I believe the Damonites did not. But the Kerbiums uh, were DTF, and they made many hybrids.
3: Is his name literally Lord Imp? EMP. Uh, since uh, we're, we're, we're bringing him up right now, I, I have to mention that not only did he skip leg day, it looks like he literally skipped his legs. They uh, look cut off. He, he looks like the Legos, like the kid Legos, where it's the normal size body, but they switch out the legs for those little stumps that make them look like children. He is uh, the child Lego.
2: Yeah, this is the the '90s obsession with uh, with midgets, or and I guess they were like, did they think they were being woke, woke about dwarfism or something? Because they were not. No, and also, nothing I think about this the
3: is... '90s is woke, as we talked about the Adams Family values. There's nothing about the '90s that is woke.
2: Um, and the other thing is I, I think that Jim Lee like Jim Lee's a great artist but I think he just mostly knows how to draw like dude's torsos. So he just do a drew a regular man's torso and then yeah. shortened the <laughs> arms and legs.
3: Oh my god, that makes so much sense. That's what I got, guys.
0: I'm I, I got a question this, about Oh, yeah. I I got a question about Jim Lee though. Was he the guy
2: that drew all the pouches? That was Lee Field.
0: That was Lee Field. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, Jim Lee was actually a good artist. Um Lee Field um was a human garbage pile who drew garbage piles.
3: Was he the guy that um came up with all the Marvel stuff?
2: That was Stanley. Uh
3: was and, he was he, was, was I mean, he the guy that um Jack did Kirby. all the martial arts movies?
2: That was Bruce Lee. Or
3: was he the one that was uh um related to Bruce Lee? That was his son. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. No, that's Brandon Lee. Yeah.
0: Was was he the one that made the really great pound cake that I used to love to eat when I was a kid? <laughs> it's mm. <thoroughly.
3: laughs> you
2: could still You could probably still get the same pound. Like, oh, yeah. Literally the same pound.
3: <laughs> <cake>. <laughs> me, me I, I actually saw it in the story. It may be from the 80s, but it's still there in the freezer section.
2: All right, back to the episode, guys. <laughs> uh, we see the explosion heart so lazily done over the background that it does no damage, and you can see through the transparent smoke that... Uh, the, uh, this military installation is completely unfazed by being hit by multiple, multiple missiles. They seem panicky, though. And our lab coat bitches uh, run away screaming for help in like little slips.
0: Well, in all fairness, they do dodge very well. They're really good at getting out of the way. Um, they, they showed some uh, fast footwork there to, to get around those missiles.
4: I mean, yeah they they took three steps and then a missile hit directly behind them and they were fine. Yeah. Like, I guess blast well, radius. I, I was want just that moderate.
3: concrete, yeah, concrete for bad. my next house. It could yeah. it could take a direct missile hit and only smoke appears.
2: The, mil- the military does not skimp.
3: I do uh, love the at, fact that, well, that there's like. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that for a moment. <laughs> let's let's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. let's talk about military contractors and military contracts, because I seem to remember multiple like facilities failing because the concrete literally couldn't hold itself up. But, in the future, yes, Imp Billionaire might make things a little bit better. Go on. This is,
2: this is supposed to be contemporaneous for the 1990s. Like, it's yeah. modern
3: day. Well, you know,
4: everything was better under Reagan. <laughs>
5: this, this was just this quite...
0: couldn't
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, actually, this would be Bush one. Th- I, I, this is when
0: America was great. No, this this was nineteen ninety four. So this is
3: this is Clinton.
4: Oh, course, this show up here Why did I think this was nineteen ninety? Okay, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Well, then. but you yeah. know the facilities like, just, like, the were opening... built
3: under Reagan because Clinton just took it over yeah, at that, that point. You know. He...
0: We also like that this was in Colorado, and it was built, like, on a giant slab that just looked like a, somebody cut the top off a mountain. Yeah. And it's just, like, raised up, like, two feet. Um,
2: oh, it's, where,
3: it's my, mountaintop strip parts? mining. Yeah. They do that yeah, in Kentucky. Yeah.
0: But the entire surrounding area is lush and green, so obviously it wasn't yeah. strip mining. But yeah, they,
2: they literally built the platform on top of the Pine Forest. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, there's no like access roads or anything, right? Like, I don't know how they get there. Uh, it's just... Hover
3: vehicle.
0: Well, they they do show Pango. one aerial view where they show like one access road coming off of it. Um, looks like it's going towards the south southeast, um, probably <laughs> probably towards Boulder.
2: Did so. you did you uh, how, did ma- how many you clicks the stars? from our present location, Adam? Um, I
0: I don't know. I don't measure in clicks. I measure in uh, decaliters. So <laughs> uh...
4: decaliters are volume. Uh, uh, like volumes of
0: yeah, the the amount of volume of uh, sweat that comes off me for walking that distance.
2: <laughs> how um, much I'll, how I'll much buy that, sweat actually. can Adam sweat in a day? That was how they measured things in medieval Europe. That's right. That is. Yeah. Like first, a grab bag of bad guys pop out from other cartoons, including a transformer. Yes, we've got the Sorry. Turdformer. Uh, I think his name is Damage. Uh, we got Buckethead Pyro, uh, whose name mm. is never mentioned. Uh. And then we have the thing if he was a third grade dropout. And they his call called Slag? Slag, yeah. The slag. lava monster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they go and fight uh, the military, which suddenly has a lot of lasers. Yes.
5: Pew, pew, they have building pew. lasers, pew, they have truck pew, lasers, pew.
2: they have hand lasers, uh, and thus create a wall of fire. Well, we get a, a blue lightning butthole opens um, and spills out the Wildcats, and uh, they're all grunting like they just took a dump.
0: It really that <laughs> butthole are. really does look pretty gooshy, doesn't
3: it? This yeah. reminds me of the really bad foreign films that are being made now, where they have to fill every single second of of quiet uh, of quiet time with a, a sound effect. It's like ooh, oh, hmm, huh, ooh. There was a lot of
2: ADR in this, for sure
3: but the the one-liners during this whole fight scene was what really irked me. It was like Terminator but horrible. It was yeah, but, but, like not cool at all.
1: Yes. Yeah, the dialogue seemed to still be comic book dialogue throughout the whole show.
2: Yes. And the shouting. You know, you, there there was, was a lot like a of shouting. The shouting. Uh and um i want to point out that during this fight two things happen voodoo uses mind powers to blow up missiles voodoo voodoo is the um uh the young lady member of the wildcats team she's the youngest member in the comic she was our our viewpoint character when we entered the team and, and wasn't she a prostitute in the comic An exotic dancer but they they don't do exotic that they dancer. cover that up in-
1: <laughs>
2: uh this seems very useful but is never talked about again
0: her ability to blow up missiles. With her mind? With her mind. And the fact is they're trying to get a missile defense laser.
2: Yeah, a yeah. laser that shoots down
4: missiles? Yeah. yeah. There's a couple pieces of uh, technology or ability that they they address in the show that later on they're like, how do we solve this problem? And you're like, I don't know, maybe use the thing you used earlier?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that uh, they always have exactly the technology they need. They always have unlimited money every technology from throughout history and all the superpowers uh
4: that's why it's boring <laughs> so matt who is the who's the guy who's wearing the blue lycra suit with the white lycra pants but he's got like shoulder pads and then he's got something going on on like his thighs are those holsters like it's what like, no, they're no they're like, they're like white it's bandits. like their
0: pantaloons they're like old uh adventuring gear from like uh Nineteen hundreds, England. The
2: pantaloons, yeah. They're like side. horse horseback riding pants. Yeah, um, you know who I'm talking about, that, right? Yes. Not Spartan, so, uh, that, yeah. His name is Spartan. Spartan. Oh, okay. It, originally, he was an android on the show. They made him a cyborg. Um, He's a robot. He's a robot.
4: robot. Um, in,
2: in this fight, Grifter is pointlessly backflipping, and it yep. seems to be like uh, and front in, flipping. In the world of the Wildcats, park parkour is the best cover. Easy. And yep. uh, all these idiots brought guns to a parkour fight.
3: Whenever I'm done fighting, I always like to lift my gun up in the air and smile and pull off my mask <laughs> so that it could be forever viewed on every screen that is being, you know, trained on me. Yeah, he's, he's
0: clearly not following the CDC guidelines for mask wearing. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to take the mask off. Before you get home to a safe place where you're with your regular pod, mm-hmm. you don't want to be doing it like in a public space when you're around strangers. And um, you sure as fuck don't want to do it when you can be caught on camera yeah. destroying <laughs> government property.
2: A oh. camera, no less.
3: Nick Fury would be super mad at this yeah. flagrant disregard for mask not wearing. But
2: but yeah. uh, Grifter's shots are effective, and he, he downs their hover ship, which crashes into the laser. Bad guys just they get on the turd former and take off. So then we get a freeze frame yeah. of uh, Grifter celebrating,
1: just like in a last week's Spider-Man episode. Uh, the opening fight is being secretly recorded by not Kingpin.
2: Yes,
0: oh, that's true. Good connection. Nice. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, we have a character who puts it on holo, which is considerably worse than the screen it was just on. The resolution of the hologram <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> Looking at it on the screen was actually much more pleasant, both for us and for him. Like, the uh, the resolution of that hologram is like 420p. It's terrible. Oh,
4: easily. Yeah. If, if it even is at P. <laughs> like, it might be 420i.
3: <laughs> so, at this point, I cannot understand (laughs) why people in the 90s cannot use contractions. Normally that the good guys, you know, like, hey, I can't do this. And the bad guys are like, no, I cannot. But why is it that all of these voice actors are so diva-y? Like, why why do they talk like they're... Trying out for like the the New York Broadway, you know, next thing. I don't know. Mike,
2: I'm going to answer that question with a question. What the fuck did I just say?
3: Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> <king>. yeah <laughs> So I just literally came back and. Um... Oh my well, god!
0: I'm I'm pretty sure that they use that as a means to try to tell the difference in culture between the individuals. For instance, the zealots. Is that her name, Zealot. Zealot? Yeah. She's um, she's
2: a coda She's a thousand year old coda. Well,
3: okay, yes, I can so, understand. So I can understand aliens. The
0: guy, the guy in the blue spandex, he is a robot. And back in the nineties, that was a shorthand for robot. Uh, care of TNG. That's how Data. Taught. Oh yeah. And then the rest of them actually are using contractions. So, uh,
2: it might also be like a um, speed of line read thing. So uh, I mean, I do, yeah. you get you can make the you can make it sound longer if you don't use contractions. Um, It also might be a reading level thing. So certain episodes might be written at a certain uh, comprehension level, Um, and contractions may up that to, I don't know, a third grade reading level, and we want to stay here at the second grade.
3: I cannot comprehend that. But moving on.
0: So so we've left the fight, Mike. We're now at um, the office where they get the... the image of grifter you transport it over to the hologram and now
3: he snaps a pencil and i'm sorry even as a bad guy why would you waste pencils just snapping them for effect?
0: i don't know when i was a kid around this time frame i used to do the pencil fighting thing
3: okay when you were a child this this guy is gray in the hair and he's clearly from a government organization that
2: well, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. That values we, pencils. We haven't introduced Max yet. The first character we meet is Max Cash. Okay.
0: No, 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 no. No, it's not Max Cash. The first guy we meet is um, is his boss, isn't it?
2: Red beret guy.
0: Or, or is it Max Cash?
2: We first meet Max Cash. Okay. I think. He's the one who puts it on hollow, I believe.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Pow, You're and right. he just snaps that pencil in half. Put out. Plateau. But, you know, they are in a billion-dollar facility, so what the hell does pencils matter? It's just another tree. So, Grifter is sitting here, gun triumphantly raised in the air on a hologram, and someone who looks really, really similar to Grifter is just sitting there, and we're like, Who's this guy? And Red Beret guy says, Yes, we knew the wildcats were blah 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 blah. Something something. I'm really evil because I'm yelling and <laughs> slamming my hand on the desk. And then, as a kid, you go, know, oh, ooh, he's a bad guy. Okay, yes, I understand. This guy is angry. He's he's a bad guy.
2: Yeah, he looks mm-hmm. the he looks a lot like Weekend Warrior Flint from GI Joe. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And there you go. So ooh. take it away, guys. Bad guys versus good guys. Good guys only yell.
0: We do get it, revealed, we get it revealed at this point in time that, that Max Cash is, in fact, Grifter's brother, and that he's going to be put on the case to bring Grifter in, and Max Cash obviously has some sort of grudge against his brother, because he's going to bring him in. Oh,
3: yes, the, the dirty the, the, the dirty background story is... Yeah, you
2: know, there's bad he's, blood. He's going to bring blood. him in with extreme prejudice. Uh, and he demands to go on this mission. Yes. And the good, so it seems part like is, a massive conflict of interest. His boss yeah. says yes. Uh, yeah, uh, uh,
3: but of course, you know it's got to be done because you know he seems super dedicated to getting the mission done. So obviously, any bad guy is going to be like, "Sure, no, yeah, go
4: ahead." And then this was actually in like the '90s with uh, with X Men too. What the fuck was the uh, like the obsession with duster coats over like bandoliers and like gear belts?
0: Well, we know the Jim Lee made.
4: Yeah, it's a Jim Lee thing. thing. Um,
2: yeah,
0: yeah we, we know that he made um, Oh, okay. uh, Gambit. Gambit. Uh-huh. So obviously like the Grifter would be a good
2: gambit um yeah. rip-off here. Yeah, g- um, Grifter is like a, a mixed role. Like he really serves to be both the Gambit and the Wolverine of the Not X-Men.
0: Did we go over the um the hardware Max Cash uh, turns around to leave the room before he 's even outside the room his boss is already calling the super secret evil bad guy yes this is when
4: okay. this is when we revealed no, that... that's that's okay. pretty much where we got the... to and I think this is the point Matt where you were going to bring up something very specific well uh... which you had said early on
2: yeah this is when we revealed that the uh, the, the boss it, bad, bad boss is actually a bad guy and we get to see that he 's got a triangle on his head and he calls up Hellspont. Who uh, appears? Wait, spawn or spawn? Hell spawn.
0: Hell
2: Hell spawn oh. is okay. The- <laughs> hell spawn is the past tense of hell spawn.
3: This is also the point that I realized that back in the nineties, any animated character that did the rock eyebrow, like the raised eyebrow on one side humor and you're like one of those like weird outcast type people you should just toe the party line and you know talk about humor in in relatable tenses
2: david will you be able to cut this into anything
1: oh yeah this will be our shortest episode yet
2: anyway anyway so we learn that bad boss is in communication with Hellspawn, and um he's sending uh, Ma- the black razor and max cash after the wildcats and this is what we learn that Hellspont loves the fucking drama he oh god yeah he is a high maintenance nemesis because what gets him off is the fact that he's sending grifter's brother after him and this sends him into peals of fucking laughter with him and bad boss and that is the theme of the episode fucking idiots laughing together at unfunny shit
0: (laughs) you're saying that, that he's a drama queen
2: Oh and, yeah,
0: and the only thing that would make his life that much better is if he took the grifter to the library. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, did anybody in this universe notice that bad boss has like a fucking sticky note triangle in the middle of his forehead? Yeah,
2: yeah, he has. A... Well, he had the beret. Yeah, it's he totally
4: had the beret. Life, it's so. totally yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. Okay. In our next scene, Lord Emp is mad about money. And this is
4: the point where we should address the, you know, really the torso, the size and stature yeah. of that character. Like, but look, like we said earlier with yeah. the Lego. But have you seen I the mean, size of his hands?
3: Torso. It, the torso must, you know, obviously trail down to a huge dick with, with the size of the hands that he has. <laughs> you, you think he's a tripod? He's got to be. The, his hand is the size of his head.
2: I mean, he's got those baggy uh, pantsuits, 90s pantsuit. God, Uh, horrible. Uh, Down one of those legs, he's snaking it, that thing. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's why those legs look so
2: freaking thick. Well, he is an alien. He may have one in each leg. Why? Like, what? (laughs) Well, going going
0: going back to Matt's point earlier, though, this was the 90s and he is wearing that double-breasted 90s-style suit with, like, the big, broad shoulders. Yeah. So, I mean, he very well could be, like, all suit and just, you know, partial imp. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that was bothering the hell out of me in this uh, particular part is going back to to your conversation about uh, language, Mike. At this point in time, everybody's trying to have a conversation in in which Lord Imp is basically talking about the finances associated with the laser and why it got destroyed. Yes. And obviously the dialogue is written so that he would be interrupted by people and corrected. However, every time somebody was supposed to interrupt him, there was like a pause, one second pause. Or yeah. like a one and a half second pause. So it was obvious that it was like very well scripted. And that part of the language was driving me nuts. Because it did not feel I mean, as much as any of this can feel real, that dialogue did not feel real at all because of the way that it was broken up.
2: Yeah, it was not naturalistic. Uh, although I, I thought that uh, he's he's supposed to be like the super billionaire CEO, but he has zero people skills. Yeah. But t- to your point, maybe he has great people skills, and he's leaving room for Void ah. to interject. Oh, he,
0: He's like, I, I know that you guys want to correct mm-hmm. me, because yep. I'm the big boss, and it humanizes me oh, to yeah. basically be corrected by my underlings. So I'm going to give everybody a chance to kind of take a shot at me. And that way, you feel better about your position in the company, and I can still control everything. I
2: mean, it's better than what's. A- I. It's better than what I think we is actually happening here. Is that uh, the joke is that he's super, super cheap, and he's chiseling the government on the cost of a laser? Imp's mad at Grifter because Grifter blew up the uh, the laser, and he and Imp has to do an anonymous donation to the government to pay for the laser. For-
0: anonymous donation of 12 million dollars to make a laser defense system even in the 1990s does not seem like a lot of money at all at all
3: considering lasers didn't exist in the 90s yeah
0: (laughs) well that's that's not true they they did have they did have laser technology for the uh for star wars The, the star wars program had it
2: anyway he's super rich so it's not a big deal it literally costs him what was it like? Seven minutes worth of work to get twelve million dollars. Yeah, that's what yeah. Max says. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: what I got for that whole ep- <laughs> that, that whole scene was that they all talk with their hands except with the floating woman that just Void. yeah Void. she just sits there with her tits out in this like perfect I think she's posture. A com- I think she's basically a computer. I think she's also yeah.
0: an, an Android. She's supposed to be an AI. Yeah. Yeah.
3: See, what I took from that
2: scene was that Grifter was use a, using a Swedish coffee pot.
3: He is drinking a coffee from a really, you know, primitive coffee pot, considering that they're surrounded by all this like technology that could probably have a K-cup at that time.
0: I'm. I just want to point out something. I'm paused at the four minute twenty-eight mark, <clears throat> uh, and I'm seeing Grifter drinking coffee, void in yeah. the background, Lord Emp, and uh, the uh, the the younger uh, woman in the background, voodoo, and and um, grifter is rocking some spectacular camel toe,
3: and um, <laughs> I'm a bit confused. I see the camel yeah, toe gonna... also. I don't know how that's anatomically possible unless he is secretly ho- like hiding a camel toe.
0: Well, maybe it... maybe we hit on something here. Maybe he is secretly a woman. Trying to pass as a man, and that's one of the reasons why he didn't get along so well with his brother and his parents.
3: So, so Z, um, um or Zay, or they. So, um... <laughs> gender
0: is a spectrum, Mike, and I'm somewhere between thirty thirty and, um, Jerica Bitten. Yeah.
2: Ooh, you're a hologram to me, Adam. A hard, light <laughs> hard, hologram. hard light hologram. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, they uh, grifter gets mad because Amp, Amp is blaming him for blowing up the laser, and he and he storms out.
4: Right? Isn't his whole like uh, reasoning is that we stopped them from getting it? Right? Like you don't like right, we 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 blew it up. Losing
3: your keys is an accident.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, precisely that. Whatever that was. At this
2: point, zealot. Uh, says, you will pardon me, and stands up like she's going to take a massive fucking dump. <laughs> like, <she's>... <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I'll bet they cut a scene where she, like, goes into the bathroom, just lays her down,
4: <laughs> demolishes the shit. Well, that's what she
1: does while the grifter's changing his clothes. God,
0: I, I, I actually had a lot of problems with her animation. It, it always seemed very jumbled, like her facial features for whatever reason. We're constantly like moving around, and you know, we're constantly jumbling.
5: even um, more
0: so than everybody else. Everybody else had a little bit of that too, but hers were really bad. And I think there, it been just the way they're trying to draw. There's some
2: serious off model drawings, uh, particularly when they try to do an extreme angle, which they try to do a lot. The yeah. uh, characters go off model when they do straightforward shots. It's actually fairly well animated. There's some nice drawings in there, not a zealot,
0: yeah. Zealot was pretty poorly drawn that entire time,
2: yeah.
1: One of the things that was very odd to me was Zealot's non-cleaving cleavage. <laughs> she, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She very strongly protrudes in the front, but it appears to be one solid mass, <laughs> I, well, one uh, like, know, yeah, but... like a car bumper. She looks like an Autobot.
2: <laughs> well, she's she's <laughs> thousands of years old, so. Uh what's infused
0: is that what you're trying to say?
2: <laughs> i don't i don't I don't know how women work
0: <laughs> well honestly honestly I think what it is is just the character was um like hyper sexualized for the comic books because yes, she was that's what comic books did during that time frame and then they were like oh we're gonna make a kids cartoon and they're like well are you really gonna have a character with her tits out the entire time with a kid's cartoon and I, 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 I imagine was like
2: that- yes we yes, we are <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I just imagine that, that U.S. censors were probably much more critical of that than they were of a lot of the fake violence that was, uh, that was done.
2: This building also has open concept elevators.
0: Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty...
3: Nothing's big, more like, futuristic so. than than open elevators.
0: Uh, we, we find out, though, at this point in time, as um, uh, Zealot is actually talking to Grifter, that
2: Grifter is uh,
0: incredibly self-aware.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he completely opens up. Like... Yeah. In a snap, I I was with you. This shows an incredible amount of um, Mm -hmm. self-knowledge. Depth of
0: character, even, because he's willing to admit his faults. Well, he's the
2: only character with any depth. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) A little background about these characters. Uh, They originally met and they became lovers. And uh, at this point in the story, um, Zealot had ended their relationship, but Grifter still carried a torch for her. And was, oh, that, really? was
0: that the case in the cartoon or was that just in the comic books? Both. Okay. Okay.
4: Is that how he became a member of the Wildcats? Is yes. Is he essentially recruited through her because that was his girlfriend?
2: Yes, actually, because she's a Kerbium. She's a full-blooded Kerbium, and he's actually okay. just a human. He, he's one of the few like, fully human members of the team. Um, so he has less of a dog in this fight than any, anyone else. He's full of human, gotcha. but, he, but he does have superpowers, though, right? Yeah, he was a member of a secret uh, six uh, team called the Team 7. And uh, that was actually, like, it was both a foundation myth for Image Comics, because each of the creators put one of their characters on that team uh, and then told their subsequent stories after the fact. So Deathblow was on that team, and... Um, a uh, lich who was a uh, part of gen 13 and like a bunch of people were character a guy from uh, wetworks and a guy from Cyberforce, i think were all part members of this team um, and they all developed um, like pretty crazy powers uh, like telekinesi- telekinesis and um, the ability to heal and um, but those powers were incredibly destructive so uh, grifter has trained himself to suppress his powers as, as like a part of his personality to suppress it
3: awesome hair coming out the front of the, his backwards cap oh so good it made me think of adam it, it it's like so nineties. Like that's what Adam did back in the nineties, and I thought he was so cool because that that <laughs> hair you really? just sticking out I the, did, the front of the the backwards cap. Oh man! Oh, it's such a superhero move right there. I I it's... remember
0: that now. I used to wear the backwards cap, and I actually would I would purposely pull my pull cap. the hair out. Yeah, it,
3: yeah. you spent wow. a, an inordinate amount of time trying Jesus to get Christ. that hair right because. That's a sign of a superhero right there. So, one of the things I
2: I've always respected respect about you, Adam, is that you
4: really care about your appearance. I'm, it's, yeah, yeah look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, when I knew you in Seattle, you had that impeccable purple shirt, the suspenders, yeah, and the vest. The vest. <laughs> well, did day. you wear the purple it's, it's still shirt every the day?
0: Best, so. No, I just had I had a few different purple shirts. He had
4: so. multiple purple uh, shirts. Okay. Like, it wasn't the same purple shirt. Like yeah. the shirt was always pressed and clean and like squared away, but it was always a purple fucking and, shirt. and suspenders, yeah. huh? Um, with with oh, no, with
0: a okay. vest over the suspenders. That's that's my yeah. that's my Steve's that's the like style right now. So, Seattle hipster. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, we'd go down. I'd sit down at Adam's little bar that they were illicitly selling beer that none of us knew <laughs> about at that time, and I'd grab a drink and we <laughs> we'd talk about nerdy stuff and I'd. Purchase whatever we needed for dinner, and up I'd go. Uh, go so, so uh, next Zealot scene. tells
2: yeah, Zealot tells Grifter that he's got to find his brother and resolve these issues.
0: And Grifter takes that advice immediately.
2: Yes, No hemming and yeah. long.
0: He's like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and talk to my brother.
2: Well, so they had a student... They had like a master-student relationship because uh, mm. she was... Oh. Grifter's one of the only men to ever be trained as a Coda warrior.
0: You gotta be kidding Ooh. me. So she was in a position of authority over Grifter. Mm, that yes. is not cool. That no, it's That hot. power dynamic. It
2: Matt.
4: So Grifter's in the femdom. I'm just saying it's thing. not cool.
2: It's hot. Yeah. Do you need that joke? Do you need that joke a third
1: time? Uh, yes, yeah, we do. The third time's a trial. Moving
2: actually. on uh Lord Emp transfers the money to the um SAC. And I was really impressed that they uh, they transferred the money to the Strategic Air Command uh, because that's very period accurate. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, because in 1992, Strategic Air Command was restructured with TAC into Air Combat Command. That is true.
4: Yeah. Anyway, Hellspot likes toys. Huh. Man, I'm actually really impressed I didn't pick up on that. That was a that was a good grab there. So, Hellspont likes toys. He's playing with toys on his
2: desk. And he uses a combination of toys and shitty holograms to explain that he is looking for something to no one. called to explain what? to no one.
5: Did you see anything? No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Good.
2: Yeah, to explain to thin air <laughs> that he is looking for um something called the orb. And the orb is buried in an island in Sumatra in a volcano I believe or in a, in a in a mountain and he needs the laser like a high powered digging implement to get the orb out and i th- i think imp was using the laser to lure hellspont out
3: villains back then when they had to monologue to themselves was this like a very lonely time for the for the like the bad guys back then that they had to like have little toy lasers that were incredibly powerful that could like blow up little miniature mountains and they talk to themselves. Yeah. It's not
0: just, it's not just bad guys. Mike, have have you ever, have you ever been in charge? Have you ever been the leader of a group? It's very lonely. Yeah. You have have to separate yourself out. You have to, you have to have be a out... strong individual that like leads from the front. You can't really show that type of emotion. You can't confide mm-hmm. in your in your underlings because then that would actually show some type of weakness that might lead to some type of subordination. Have you have you never uh, actually right? watched TNG or done any studies on Captain Picard? Yeah, it was a very long. Don't man. you
2: know that the best leadership style is to, to suppress who you are and be a monolith of a lack of error? Adam, my yes. question to
3: you is: Have you ever?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm living it right now, baby.
3: So you are a leader amongst yourself, right now, dude. Have I, you ever been out on your tractor I, I'm and like a lot mowing your grass
4: myself. and you're you're winning arguments in your head against other people?
3: Yeah, but I don't monologue to myself out loud. It's in my head. Is that the is that the if, separation between true evil and just moderate evil? Is if I'm actually yelling at the grass and you know mowing it down, saying. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Uh yeah.
2: Um I don't monologue uh to myself anymore cuz I have a wife. Uh and she can hear me. So, I guess I'm monologuing at her.
0: Typically I, I monologue to the dogs. So,
3: right. What makes a good monologue? Let's let's take a slight let's take a slight deviation here. And let's talk about what makes because I, I think the scene at seven seven minutes and fifty some seconds is a good transition to what makes a good evil monologue. Do, do you need some overpowered weapon around you to explain how evil and powerful you are? Or can anyone in this in essence monologue? So why was this lasers so important when all throughout the episode they all had lasers there was multiple lasers was this laser so much more powerful and if so why didn't they just like duct tape a bunch of their lasers together to make a big laser
0: you're gonna keep the in right david
3: I, I just I, I'm just saying that there's lasers all through the throughout this episode, and all this is is a really big laser that could be blown up from its base by a few other lasers.
5: It a smaller laser. It's like a
3: country or a organization does not stop building a technology with the pure intent of keeping it out of enemy hands. They build it to use it themselves, and if the enemy gets it, then that's a consequence of developing said like nuclear weapon Um so the fact that he got <laughs> the weapon is not you know, is the problem not the fact that the weapon was developed at least Superman had the, the sense to like sneak out and then slip into the phone booth well, Lewis. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just he's like fuck you i'm gonna throw you out the window and yeah i'm gonna throw on the mask now because i'm bad like out of him so it's kind of like um have you ever seen the videos where when you submerge a um praying mantis that has been infected by a parasite in water and this gigantic worm like crawls out of the praying mantis that's like three times as long as the praying mantis now, granted, in the video the praying mantis dies, but I would like to think that it's something like that. But you know, in a GI Joe-esque. Kind of way. I, I find that interesting that it's so in contrast to the <laughs> east, like the far eastern side of animation, like the anime side, where they have these overpowered characters that are, in essence, high school aged boys that are so overpowered and yet that's the main character and they continually just in every episode overpower the enemy to the point where it's a fantasy. I just didn't have a script and when I go off script, this is this happens even when I give actual like real presentations at my, my job, if I go off script I'm horrible. I can't ad lib. I cannot monologue. Like, I am not a monologuer. I cannot come up with a summary or an overview. Don't don't task me with an overview (laughs) or a summary or something where I have to speak in more than like a couple sentences at a time. Much as the way that when you like, you know, you're grilling some hot dogs or brats and you turn your back and you look back over the entire fucking grill is on fire. (laughs) <laughs> and you still eat that meat anyways because you paid for it, goddammit. And you lie to your children and
2: you say, no, it's supposed to taste it. <laughs>
3: so, my point is that Back to the Future to kids these days is considered a classic movie. Like, as in the movies that they think of old people watching. So, when we talk like, about you, when you we talk the about strangest comics, when we talk about comics in '90s, we, we might as well be giving them um, books from the 1800s. Because were we that starved for like constant stimulation back in the '90s that we had? Like, yes, it, it seems like nowadays, cart they they talk about how cartoons um, are overstimulation, but yeah, but in the '50s, you remember those long dialogues from like the Outer Limits. And stuff like that, <laughs> where they would just sit there and stare at each other for
1: what seems like minutes at a time. Yeah, so here's how I'm going to edit that out, I'm going to <laughs> <it>
2: out. <laughs> with a hammer. And 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 Pike comes in, who appears to be like kind of the second in command. Another Deadpool ripoff. Uh, he seems to be like a well-spoken Deadpool. He's he's like, <laughs> uh, and um, Hellspawn again. Berates him and gets off on kind of his personal connections to his plan, again demonstrating his high maintenance nemesis status. In our next scene, Grifter is going to find uh, Max, and he goes to the shittiest neighborhood where apparently he grew
4: up. Oh my God, it's, New it's Jersey, like Detroit, but worse. <laughs> it's, yes, New yeah, Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's like the
0: New Jersey of Detroit. Oh.
2: Oh my God! Um, and he goes into a bar uh, asking for uh, for Max. Um, and this is my spirit animal: the bat tender. Uh, oh yeah, the bat tender uh, recognizes Cole Cash, remembers the exact amount of time span and money that Grifter stole from him. Is a shitty fighter.
3: Ain't you Ain't choose the ain't, guy.
0: He may be a shitty fighter, but. He has the hand strength oh, yeah. of a goddamn Hercules. Like his his hands are like the hands of an Adonis. Oh yeah, because he swings a bat at Grifter. Grifter grabs the bat and swings him around, and he holds on to that bat yeah. with his with his full weight being pulled against it on a fulcrum like that to be tossed.
3: Out, out of the, window. the window that isn't a window. It's just a Yeah, big... and he he, he flies, flies out down. revealing
2: that this bar offers Billards B I L L
4: I R D S. That was the point I wanted to bring up. I actually paused the show. <laughs> Billard Rewound wound to the beginning of that scene to make sure that he wasn't walking into Billard's bar. Nope. Nope. They have and then about four or five scenes later. The whole word billiards is, re- is revealed <laughs> on the side of a door.
3: Let's not forget that at nine minutes and fifteen QA. seconds, that there's also no Ruiz on to the left of the door. It's all in caps. No rules, but yep. the L it's is lowercase. is a yeah. lowercase. So it's, so it's either like Ruiz. No yeah. Ruiz. Uh,
2: I mean, I oh, think yeah. I think th- I think that this really encapsulates the b- the bat tender as a character. He has no rules. No rules in his spelling.
4: No, no rules
3: in his No bar. No rules in the billard.
4: Can't can't write his bar name correctly above the so door. If um, this was the 2000s. He's a, he's a god to me. It,
3: it,
0: One of the things I really liked about this too was he gets thrown through the window, and it's clear that there's no window pane there because they do not show any broken glass. Right. And and then a few seconds later, in the background, you see a broken glass window. Well, it's pre-broken. So man. obviously, obviously they won't well, know because the broken glass wasn't there to begin with. So it's almost no. like they, they actually animated in broken glass and they had to erase it for the sensors, which probably is what wound up happening.
2: I don't know. Yeah.
4: D- why would him going through a plate glass window not pass the sensors? Well, it's, um, I don't, I don't do know. We, Try throwing yourself we... <laughs> through a window and find out.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Because they used to but, smash bottles on the Three Stooges' heads back in the 30s. So. Well, yes, but, <laughs> yeah, they're trying a... to
1: get away from that now. So. That was before comics. That was, code, pre-production, that was pre-production.
3: pre-production. Was that pre-production? Yeah. So I always chalk this up to cheap animators, but this was the pre-age when they used to overseas the animation to Korea or you know wherever it just doesn't matter. But it's...
0: wait, wait, no, no, I did have a question about that. Is this that time frame? Did they actually did they did offshore they this? Thorin, it would have did to they offshore be this. Because... Yes, absolutely. Yep. Oh really? Okay. Well, that actually does explain a fair amount. Yeah, because oh, yeah. letter
1: substitution is, is a common problem with that.
0: So th- this also had one of my my favorite parts too. Um, Grifter walks into the bar with sunglasses and a baseball cap, introduces himself, everybody recognizes him and knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He throws everybody out of the bar and then as he walks out of the bar, he puts his mask back on.
5: He is so a constant is,
0: change. So he is remasked as he's leaving the bar. Yep. This this motherfucker has no goddamn concept of what the mask is for. <laughs> At this point No, in time.
4: none whatsoever. He's not even using it to conceal his identity. Why do you call him Bat Tender? Does there... Because
1: he has a bat. Has yeah, because he wh- wh- whips out a bat.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, th- I thought I missed another spelling error no, 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 no. In, in the actual animation yeah. of the episode. But dude, that dick broom he has is amazing. Just absolutely <laughs> fucking That's the first amazing. time I've
3: ever heard dick broom, and it's hopefully the last time I'll ever hear okay. dick broom. David, this David, is a, this is a come to Jesus commercial, ladies This is it. we got to move forward. Rescue
4: <laughs> us, David. David, please keep Dick Broom in the uh, the actual podcast. Thanks.
0: <laughs> it's part of Derek's Rider.
2: <laughs>
4: yep. Yeah, that's in my, <laughs> yeah, that's in my contract. <laughs> All references <laughs> to Dick Brooms have So and Bat Tender.
2: Bat Tender and, and the other toughs run off, and we reveal Max Cash.
4: Oh, yes. yeah, here he comes. Who
2: is very down on his own old neighborhood. He so, really badmouths it.
0: So is Grifter's name supposed to be Grifter Cash?
2: His name's Cole Cash.
0: Cole Cash, okay. I missed that earlier. Ah.
4: Yeah. yeah, I mix Cole Cash. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, isn't that, like, guys, isn't that. Cold, cold, cold,
0: hard cash. I was going
4: to say, is his middle name hard? Isn't it cool? <laughs> isn't his name cool, guys? Cole. No, it's fucking terrible. Guys, it's a cool, like, guys, it's a cool name? name, guys. Why the hell would you name a guy Cole? <laughs> it's not cool, it's Cole. <laughs> a Cole trickle. Dick trickle. But guys, it's cool. It's Cole. No, it's not. It's and
2: terrible. it follows the Marvel method of naming with uh, Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, oh, Reed God. Richards.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: The alliteration. Oh. Yeah. John, John yeah. I, didn't
4: I didn't know that. That's actually very interesting. Stanley's they, they Stanley started it. Stanley, Stanley said
0: had, he had a hard time remembering his character's name. Right, well, that was his
4: story. What about Mary yeah. Jane? Yeah.
2: Uh, Peter Parker, M- Mary Jane. Uh, no.
4: I believe we all know why Mary Jane was named Mary Jane.
3: I, I swear, I heard an interview where Stanley did not understand the the reference. <laughs> right, he he yeah. did not mm-hmm. know. He just thought Mary Jane yeah. sounded mm-hmm. cool.
0: Or well, that's how like, that's how I got the name was because or. or
2: Okay, yeah. Wait, wait, because Matt... girl was smoking. No, okay, yep. Never mind.
3: I thought it was onto something. Never that goes mind. Out to you, you Mike. Yep. I'm yep. dedicating just... that joke to you,
2: <laughs> Derek. Did yep. you just bazinga? <laughs> yep, I did. Hey, it is what the
4: joke deserved. <laughs> it, absolutely, that's what the joke deserved. That show is fucking hot trash. By the way, that's some hard dick right there, guys. It We've, is. We are, Let's get
2: back we on topic. We're bad mouthing uh, popular TV shows. We're uh, political humor. We are
1: never going to fly in the middle of America. No. Nope. No. So, so Major Cash says to his brother, uh, "You know, I heard you were all terrorists." And then Grifter says, "You know, actually, Antifa is pro-America. It's the guy telling <laughs> you to shoot us without oh. a trial that's trying to destroy freedom and democracy." Oh,
3: oh God! Jesus. Oh my <laughs> shit! <laughs> We just went there. <laughs> so of true.
0: So true. Uh,
2: at <laughs> this point, commercial break. We learn in the next scene that the government is now building a laser in New Jersey, and both the good guys and the bad guys instantly know where the laser is and where each other is. And this are. is the same night. And... <laughs> And they also know who wound up sending that
0: anonymous uh, donation to get right. the funding for the laser. So. Right.
2: Everybody knows everything instantaneously. It's boring. There's no drama. <laughs> nothing. Nobody figures anything out.
1: They don't have to do a stakeout. It sucks. Yeah. The government took that money, and they overnighted the laser. And it's it's complete now. They just had it right. delivered in
0: in New Jersey, <laughs> and this is when we kick off the series of very confusing map vignettes where we get to see Lord Amp tracking Hellspots off of the coast of Georgia heading north. And then it cuts to another scene of them talking about, we need to send the team to go get the grifter. And then it cuts to a scene of them tracking uh, Hellspot going after the laser. And Hellspont is clearly flying over Virginia towards West Virginia to get to <laughs> New Jersey.
3: No actual state lines. Those are random squiggles. At this point, Max
2: attacks the Grifter in his short sleeve trench coat. And um, uh, Grifter does a bunch of backflips again, which is the best defense. Um, and we learn that Max Cass has had the, in, uh, the entire interior of his left arm scooped out and just a gun put in there that comes out. Uh, and he calls in the Black Razors, who are coming from the same background painting from the first scene. Uh, so they're, Yeah, they're coming yeah. from Colorado, uh, or just um, they're coming from the same art, basically, uh, that they're reusing, and now they've put a, uh, some sort of base in a mountain that they fly out of.
0: I like to think that they're actually coming from Colorado. They're just like in a supersonic jet that could travel the entire distance of the U.S. in a matter of seconds.
2: Uh, I like I like the idea that this is continues to add to our geographical uh, of discontinuity, uh <laughs> yeah the, the like lack of uh, of placement place for anything that's happened yeah and then Grifter, uh they send out a wildcat's alert well cat alert
0: during the scene when when he's finding his brother there's a bunch of backflips all the shit around them is gonna be destroyed um well and- specifically
2: the uh, lampposts.
0: The lamppost. There's actually like a dumpster that gets destroyed. A couple of walls, a couple of buildings. But at some point in time, Grifter flips back behind some cover. Does he yell out? Super stunner. Yes.
3: Where we shout out what's happening. What kind of what? What's that trope called when we like when when we yell out the move that we're doing like. It's a Dragon oh, Ball geez. Z move. Like
2: uh, It's right on the tip of my tongue called Do Your Research, I think. Broadcasting, maybe?
3: So I, I have time in my day to go through every single TV trope <laughs> out there when there's so much flora and fauna in this episode to research. Yep. Flora and, and
4: fauna. But he, he did call out Essentially, I'm switching to non-lethal ammunition. Guys, but he did not say that. I'm so glad we can finally put this issue to rest. Yeah. Yeah, so am I.
0: Well, the important part is his guns are clearly the um, Judge Dread guns, where you have to yell in the type of ammo you want to shoot.
3: Oh! <laughs> oh nice! Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought yeah, that they okay. were
4: the, the
2: Halo 1 plasma pistols. They
4: also looked like those.
2: They, they look like those, yeah.
3: Like, in the middle of this battle scene, he actually asks as they're fighting, oh, are you okay, bro? Like yeah, the, guy he, the guy he just
0: shot? Because <laughs> he's worried about his brother. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure he's okay. Um, because because he hit him with a big stunner, but still that was enough concussive force to throw him through a brick wall.
3: He's the good guy, the so of course building. he has to be concerned.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we we get the the call to the Wildcats. We actually we cut scene to go back to see the Wildcat Tower, or whatever it's called, where Lord Imp is, and he's talking to Void, and the other Wildcats show up, and he says, okay, Wildcats, we know that uh, Hellspot's on his way to get the laser, we know the laser's in New Jersey, are you guys ready to roll? And they all say, no, because Grifter hasn't responded to the Wildcat signal.
2: And this is the thing, like, the rest of the team seems pretty great with Grifter, they like him, Yep. like, they defend him, yeah, they're, they they enjoy the Grifter and his backflipping antics. And and they support his transition. Yeah.
3: Now, are any, in any of the previous episodes, was there any reason for them to solidify around him?
2: Like, dude, dude, you've seen as much of this show as we have. We already
0: know that the Grifter was in a relationship with Zealot. And we already know that Zealot is the most beloved character on the team because she wears red. And she's hot. <laughs> so everybody loves Zealot. And mm. therefore, through the trance of property, they love Grifter as
2: well. That's true, and uh, they also probably appreciate how polite she is about her bodily functions. Exactly. You will pardon me. I will go shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> from a. I am turtle headed heading this. <laughs> from a from a character standpoint, though, Grifter is a team player. Like, oh. if you see him in the first fight and in and in the subsequent fights, he is all about like executing as a team and everything else. He just happens to be on his own journey here. So it's unsurprising to me that the rest of the Wildcats, if they had been like, fuck Grifter, I would have been like, oh, well, that's a complete departure from what I saw, at least at the beginning part. Yeah, he likes backflips, and he yells things like, Hi, oh, stun charge. Yeah. And he pulls his bangs through his hat, but... Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. When, We've already determined there's nothing wrong when, with that. When push yeah. comes to shove, and we get ourselves in a gunfight, like he seems like a pretty good guy to have on your side. Well, also, uh, he
0: got a bum rap with that first fight anyway, because he was just ordered to shoot down the hovercraft, and he shot it down. Yeah. It it wasn't his fault the hovercraft happened to steer into the laser and blow up the lasers. So. No,
4: that was the hovercraft driver's fault. Yeah. Yeah, guys, it's not I fair. He's
2: dead. Um, what, was what was
4: it? Leave Britney
2: alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do think it's interesting because in a lot of ways, Jim Lee's kind of having his cake and eating it too, in that he has a character that essentially has fulfills Wolverine's role, but is as beloved as Gambit uh, to his other team members. Whereas, like, the dynamic with Wolverine is much more interesting, where I feel like most people recognize that he is. Um, kind of a shitty person but he's yeah. super mm-hmm. super effective at his job uh anyway the the wildcats teleport him in and immediately escalate the fight in a crazy way because yeah. maul basically demolishes an entire building for zero reason
0: and it is obvious that this is a residential building because there are fire escapes on the side yeah this is like a low-income housing <laughs> He had to have killed a ton of people that had no health insurance.
2: Cut to imp where imp all imp cares
0: about is how much does it cost. Well, in the meantime, yeah, how much does it cost? That building probably you know, given the size, location, bad neighborhood, probably like two hundred thousand
2: dollars. Probably not that bad. I think not as much yeah, as it, It's later. still
3: prime yeah. real estate, New York, New Jersey. You know, it, it's it's still near the water. So
2: yeah, I mean the rents are insane.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it might have been rent controlled, but still, in terms New of Jersey. property value, it's insane because he has to pay for it because the landlords are clearly making the killing off of that.
2: Do you think it's the building or is he more concerned about like all the wrongful death suits? See, if I was him, I'd be more
0: concerned about all the wrongful death suits because that could actually pile up pretty quickly.
3: So, there are a lot of lawyers in, this... in New Jersey, and it, that could totally add up to a class action lawsuit.
2: This kind of leads to a, uh, the next question about all this. Before we, before we get there, I just have one question. Sure. Um, is that the suit that he's wearing?
3: <laughs> a wrongful <laughs> death suit with,
2: with with extra dick room.
0: It's just the the shoulder pads are actually just dead babies. Shoulder, shoulder
3: pads, <laughs> and the tripod dick, and class action lawsuit. Double <laughs> breasted. Double breasted class action lawsuit. <laughs>
4: Uh, one one of my main like kind of uh, execution concerns in this show. So the Wildcats were like, "Oh my God, Grifter's not here. We've got we've got to go fucking get him or whatever." And then Metal Naked Bitch like puts out the portal in her head. Is is the portal only one way? No, like I mean, it's literally right behind him. No, and I feel like if I was the grifter and I'm like, oh shit, that's my buddy's portal, I'd just be like, deuces, motherfuckers, and then just jump into the portal behind me. Yeah, right. Well, they but no, they try to explain. They're that. gonna come out and then just like war crime a city block. Yeah, they and- they try they do try to explain <laughs> it later on
0: because because at some point in time the imp does tell void, can you just port them out of there? And she said, oh, they're moving too much. I can't actually put in a teleport." But at the same time, he's it seemed like it was a, independent. Well, yeah, and it seemed like her, her portal at a dead end. was
4: independent. He's at an so. alley. In the next
3: scene, we have these random researchers. Yep. As yep. you could tell, because they're in their researcher suit, there's you know the long lab coats cheering at the explosions and proclaiming victory. They say, Target is vaped. Target is vaped. And then from the swamp that they were apparently nearby, rises up this sub, and then they run.
2: Well, I I just want to say, these characters are important, because like a Greek chorus, they reiterate our theme of laughing at fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, The other other thing is they make this joke joke that, that, you know, whatever's come out of the New Jersey swamp, which I think is like like a New Jersey Jersey devil Devil joke, maybe?
4: maybe? Oh, it could be. New Jersey does have a... uh, A cryptid? Like... Yeah, yeah, that that Yep. Yeah, that's what you call like a, a Bigfoot, a Yeti, a Jupacabra, a cryptid, uh, right? A,
2: a not real yeah. thing? Yes. Yeah, cryptid.
4: Yep. Yeah. Like a a fake thing. The Saint George Island stalker. You guys come down here, it tries to drape its nuts over your eyeballs. <laughs> I think I know who that is. Isn't that It's is me. It... <laughs>
2: uh, anyway, we, we cut back to, we cut back to the fight. The Wildcats are getting into Merv, which is their vertical takeoff and landing uh, ship. B- also, that, why though... the
4: fuck is that named after a nuclear warhead yeah. reentry vehicle?
2: <laughs> I, th- I think it's another acronym, but I can't remember what's an acronym for. Uh, yeah, but before they want to running again, they they all like
0: they bug out and uh, Spartans telling them to run off, but except for Zealot, who's just standing there with her sword out in front of her. Not moving the sword yes. at all, but still managing to deflect every shot that's being taken at her. Like the sword is like drawing all of the rounds to it. Maybe it's a super
4: She's conductor. a master I mean, technician. they're shooting lasers.
0: I'm pretty sure it's actually just really lazy animation.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think it's a magnetic
2: answer. blade. What's what tipped it? you off? The lazy animation in the rest of the show? Probably. Um, I can't say for sure, but... Uh, so then, then we have some weirdness with spacing because, um, Grifter's trying to get on the ship, but, um, his max cash sneaks up on him, uh, uh drop, gets the drop on him with his guns out, I believe. And, yeah. um, and Grifter surrenders. He puts his hands together like he's surrendering. He puts his hand down, but it is a fake out and he double punches his brother.
0: He, and- he's Star Trek
2: Yes. Double punches,
0: uppercuts his brother right in the jaw. Any lesser man that would have killed him.
2: Uh, everyone knows. <laughs> double double punch is at least an
0: instant knockout. Yeah. Oh. It is it, the most powerful blow. You, I mean, I studied Krav Maga for many years. We were not allowed to use that
2: move. Yeah, it's been outlawed. Because it was
0: too powerful.
2: Yeah. Right. It's been outlawed in competitions. Ooh, exactly. I mean, can you... Can you imagine the power of interlocking your fingers? It's not like a volleyball hit. Just, just think about it. it's two fists
3: combined. It's more powerful one fist than Adam but wearing the, combat the boots parties. during soccer when he kicked me in the teeth. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had such beautiful teeth. I had beautiful teeth until I was kicked in the mouth of combat boots.
0: In the Eighth grade, ninth grade. It was the ninth grade. But, ninth grade. But interlocking Sorry,
3: double hands is like the move of the century, right there. It
0: is. the The important part is to keep your hands relatively loose when you double lock them, so it's like a loose double lock. Whew. This is yeah. forbidden knowledge. It, it really is. Right? It Instead is. talking about it. I sense would kill me. At any rate, I, I, there's a, something that we really need to have cleared up here, and I think, um, Derek, you're the one to do this for us. When you are flying a fighter jet, or Correct. or any type of military aircraft that has a weapon system installed, yes. When you want to shoot a missile, is it a big button that says missile that you hit?
4: <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, no. Well, okay. To answer the question, no. However, comma, if you want to if you want to release any weapons, they have. Um, some movies get this this correct. Some movies get this wrong, but they all either over or under use it. You know the red guarded switches yep. in like the movies. You see someone they flick up the red guard, yeah. and then there's a switch underneath that. That's a real fucking thing. Yeah, because that's a that's a, essentially a two command switch. Like so you have to open the safety, and then you have to flick it. Uh, and in the planes that I flew is you had the master arm switch, and it said master arm, and so you flicked it up, and you flicked the little thingy forward, and then you had the the weapons release like. Button right here on your. Uh, we had a steering
2: wheel when you're flying a plane like that. Does your eye do the little sparkle that Spartan's eye does?
4: Uh, yeah, it does do that.
2: <laughs> I think that what we need to take away from this whole experience is that Spartan is cool.
3: Oh, okay. no, 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 okay. no. yeah, yeah. What yeah. we need to take away from this scene is that 1605, there are lights on in the building, meaning that this, like we said before, was a highly
5: Den- populated, area. populated
3: area that they were fighting in, and that there are multiple dead civilians because of this. Put another button on that death suit. Okay, yep, totally. So I have another. I, think... I
0: have another military question for you, Derek. Go. When you're in a uh, military aircraft and you're trying to evade uh, missiles that have been fired at you from the missile button, do you hit, mm-hmm. do you hit a even bigger button that says emergency mm-hmm. vertical takeoff?
2: uh no (laughs) do you um do you stop and let the missiles go past you like you're in a car chase
4: so so actually these are these are actually two very very kind of ridiculous questions that have very real answers to it so one (laughs) if you're no no shit wait a minute are you you gonna gonna spin our comedy into boring I, I feel no, like this is about to that. I'm going to spin our comedy into interesting. Uh, <laughs> if you're in a military aircraft and you have missiles coming at you, and you want to launch countermeasures, the button to launch countermeasures is about two and a half inches in diameter and and red. Mm. It's a big circular button that so you you can't miss it. That you you hit it as hard as you can. Like it's just a like it's a it's there's no switches or whatever. It's like we're we're about to get shot down. Boom dump the countermeasures so to, to answer your second question matt which was do you turn into the missile was that was that what you asked do you
2: stop your plane midair and watch the missiles whiz past you and you like give them the finger
4: <laughs> that would be amazing if yeah. you could do that but <laughs> actually from a from a one sentence realism perspective if you can get the missile to overshoot you because it's going so fucking fast it takes forever and a day for it to turn around yeah uh. So what you want to do is- Land immediately, run away from the (laughs) the aircraft. Yeah, if you you can't land immediately, run the fuck away. (laughs) Uh, The best defense to a missile is to essentially have it take you on nose to nose or perpendicular. And then you pull through it, and then since it's going mock a gazillion- then it's going to take all day for it to turn around and allow you to defend again against that's it. That's when that you win. Um,
3: I'm going to call... Uh, yeah,
4: so when it just overshoots my ass, that's when I'm just like, oh, look, there's a fucking highway. <laughs> now, out of all those <laughs>
3: things,
4: <laughs> <laughs> You get in like a
2: shack in the middle of nowhere. It's just an open plane. No, I'm,
4: I'm I'm laying down on the side of the road with my fucking, on my stomach, my two hands on my neck's <laughs> like, come on, don't blow me
1: up. Out of
3: all the things you said, that's completely believable... But I can't agree with Mach bazillion.
1: Okay. That's not a real number. I, I have a military question. So. Yes. Go. So af- after the, the, the missiles go past, they shoot down these missiles with lasers. You, you might call mm-hmm. them, you might call them anti-missile <laughs> yes. lasers. So my question is, <laughs> is the government developing some type AML. of anti-missile laser? That, how, how much would that sort of thing cost?
4: Well, well, I mean, we have think them.
1: Million dollars. I, I have an. I have
4: a. No, company. open source. We have them. We absolutely have fucking lasers that will shoot down missiles. Well, yeah, the U.S. Today, Navy has, but them. they, yeah. they need But the, a, the missiles aren't.
2: The missiles aren't airborne. They're just like set up. Like there's, they're sort of teetering a little no. in the middle of a field, and the missile and the laser just pushes them over.
4: No, we. <laughs>
3: well, and also let's let's not forget the fact that the government buys something once at twice the price and buys two of them. Wasn't that,
2: that the plot, plot of contact? Uh,
0: in fact, plot of contact in fact, probably. Jody Foster
2: Well, it, That well, that's we know why it's, there's it's two lasers here. Well the
1: PCs blew up the adventure and the GM didn't want to have to write something new, so it's just, it just another one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah Just keep going. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I think that we can explain this away in that. Spartan is a super high tech targeting computer that cannot yes. be replicated by humans, except, except by through a twelve million dollar infusion of funds. Uh, sorry, service, so,
4: David. To answer your question, it is the Tech Three laser weapon system. It's installed on and the Fonzie. The fucking what other boats it on the um and it is it's a laser. That like it, it's a grade laser, and it the warhead of the missile on the way in. Nice. Like we have that nowadays. And the vehicles, I, I still so.
3: like that Gatling
1: gun. That which is which is absurd. To, like to say, a million like, rounds. A and minute. the vehicles you just listed. What were they, where are their class?
3: <laughs> where they located uh, and um, <laughs>
4: DDGs and destroyers? Uh, um, David. D- David's, David's taking notes for <laughs> the do Russians. What need that
5: information no. for? No, no. <laughs>
4: No, so, so a chemical-grade laser like that or a railgun or any of this futuristic technology yeah, they're is going to take a huge... It, it's, it, it's A, power a up, it's yeah. large, it's mounted on and the then B, yeah. like Adam said, it's going to take a colossal amount of power yeah. to make work. So you cannot put like a plane... Uh, I think in the X-Men they had a nuclear-powered airplane, right? Uh,
2: sure they did. <laughs> of course. I, 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 I,
4: see, I seem to remember it. Whatever, if it wasn't and whatnot. For good them idea. to have something like that on the airplane, the airplane would have to have a massive power supply. And their their airplane, the MERV, (laughs) the the nuclear warhead reentry vehicle, I don't think has that. But, I mean, there's shit in this show that's unbelievable. Like, a guy makes $12 million in 7 minutes and 23 seconds, and the teleporter is only one way.
2: um, I mean, again, like, the plot of this show is we have any technology that we need. We have all the technologies. Yeah, you're right. Um, Except
3: the so technology, technology to, to beat the bad guys. The the
2: multi-purpose interceptor reconnaissance vehicle. M-I-R-V. So uh, in the next scene, baddies steal the laser, and uh, they manage to get it onto the sub.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
2: believe it's slag. Yes. onto
1: does it. as in on
2: top of. Yes. Like- right, they get it on top of this. Yeah,
4: no, they don't put it in a cargo bay or whatever. They just, like, lash it to the roof <laughs> like your parents in the 80s with a mattress. And everybody's well, hanging on to the, onto the does, does your car doors open wide enough to get
2: a laser in? Uh, I would, no. I would try, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: uh, tomorrow I'll go to Lowe's and try and buy a laser. That's why you no, need to get those my futon lasers to st- roll up.
3: Station wagon was <laughs> able to hold five of us kids in the back uh, cargo area with our legs dangling out the back.
2: Um and uh, Grifter on, on board the Merv has the bright idea. That he's going to, uh, sw- he's going to turn Max to his size. Oh boy! And he throws water on him and calls him a goody two-piece, goody two shoes piece of cheese.
4: That's some amazing insult.
2: And then instantly summarizes the full history of an ancient alien war that uh, predates the human race uh, in a concise and believable way. That. M- Although Max is disbelieving, he has instant understanding of both the stakes, the players, and the current situation. They decide to land, and um, uh, M- Max runs over to the bra- black laser ship, bla- black razor ship, and we see bad bo- bad boss turn on Max, pulls a gun on him, tells him he's in command. Stakes are high. Until Voodoo steps in and reveals that inside Bad Boss is an evil daemonite slug frog Green thing. Green
0: lizard thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: That is apparently incredibly agile because everyone fucking misses this thing. And it seems to yeah. run... Yes. It
4: runs late from the swamp to the ocean. I assumed that it was going to be like... You know, like a little tadpole coming out of their ear. No, an entire human-sized lizard person thing with a tail. Once they take the sticky note off their forehead, comes out. Like, where the fuck was that honey? Why did they need the sticky note? Bad Boss is good now.
2: He takes off his sticky note. He's, like, not confused at all. He's just been in there internally screaming for as long as he's been possessed. And the second he's out, he's like, back to business, motherfucker. Um, with your and- permission, sir. Max, Max is convinced. huh. Um, Now we get to the final battle, which is really confusing and hard to follow. Uh, the Knight army is like three people. Here's my expressionistic collage of the final battle. Um, Penis. Voodoo uses her mind powers to throw a rope.
0: I, was gonna be, oh, I almost just I was snorted be beer.
3: <laughs> let's not let's not for, let's not forget like, that the one tie-in to cats is that they say "Let's go, wildcats! Let's pounce."
2: Oh, oh they, you know, no, there's tons of cat puns. Spartan is like a cat pun machine. I've,
3: I missed most of them. Then that was the one that caught me. Is like wildcats, let's pounce, and I'm like, that's that's one the point, moment. At
2: one point, he says, "Let's roar."
3: oh okay i missed that one
2: Mm -hmm. i I mean are you smarter and better because you've heard it no
3: (laughs) i i feel dumber yeah and, and more entertained
0: in all fairness the people that are listening to this podcast do you think that they feel smarter and better for having listened to us
4: I feel like if we actually get big enough that people start to go back and listen to our podcast, they're going to listen to this and be like, in order, what the fuck? In order
0: to get big, <laughs> we got to be good.
4: I, I know. And the only way we're going to get good is if we no, practice. No, no, no. So you, let's you keep reviewing shit shows you, until we're funny.
3: This is media. It's meant for mindless consumption. <laughs>
2: People People like garbage.
3: People will just listen to things because there's so many podcasts out there that they just can listen to it on their mindless non-commutes now because everyone's working from home.
2: The point of podcasts is so that people don't have to think their own thoughts. They can just ingest the horrible,
1: relentless thoughts of others.
3: David, your job is to condense this into a podcast that people can listen while they're shitting on the toilet and say, hmm. I will never watch <laughs> Wildcats, but I pooped so good. Mm-hmm. Mike, the Mike end. don't ever
0: tell David how to do his job.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he is your boss. He is my boss. That's true, Mike. If he does have my alt, and will yeah, Mike, forever this hold is a hostage.
2: This is the point in the episode where I turn on you. This is it. I'm Up sorry. till now, <laughs> you were on my side. Yeah, I was, was on suicide. your side. <laughs> damn it once again the weakest part of the baddies is the guns clearly they cut some dialogue as grifter just points in the laser and his mouse mask kind of moves a little bit Jesus. the the black lasers descend on uh lasers um... black razors yeah black razors what did i say i
0: thought you said lasers
2: <laughs> that's kind of cooler yeah the uh the black yeah, the black dude. lasers descend on zip lines onto the back of the sub and then are immediately knocked over by the, all the bad guys finally double gun shots hit something i assume the base of the laser turret that makes essentially the whole ship show blow up i i mean i don't know if my mind is filling in blanks here or it, it, if the storytelling was just that bad but i i assume it like topples over and
3: explodes
4: the whole ship no it just blows it yeah, up. yeah
2: it, 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 it I'm pretty sure that the laser
1: just explodes. Yeah, they go well, to the sparkles The
3: sparkles, yeah. the sparkles yeah. clearly indicate that the entire ship blows up because that was connected to the power source, much like the Death Star.
2: Well, yeah. it, at any rate, everyone has to abandon ship as fast as possible, and Cole is knocked off, flailing towards the ocean, um, and Max jumps and saves him. And now they're brothers again,
4: and we love them, and we love ourselves. There's not even, like, a, a, a transition. It's just, like, coal has fallen off the submarine. Yeah, it, it, It's it's just
2: awful. Yeah, the whole final yeah. battle is horrible. Horribly choreographed, horribly yeah. uh, paced. The blocking. <laughs> horribly choreographed. The blocking <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> the
0: blocking is the biggest thing. My favorite part is the fact that they obviously blew up the entire ship. And then they were still yeah. on the ship that was intact, and they had to run and get off of
2: it. Yeah, and, and at this point, like, we're kind of doing the, the wrap-up of the battle. Um, it was just one of my favorite parts of the episode when they had sad hellspont. and sad hellspont really looked sad. Yeah. Yeah. He
4: He was, he was really disappointed. He was was
2: down (laughs) and he really had to be like, he was like, we, we we all have to retreat. And, um, you know, he just, he really emoted in that scene.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his, his goal of getting the glowing basketball from Fiji <laughs> was, uh, was, was defeated for another fucking couple months. An, until another week. Um, <laughs> yep, until he got another super laser to go get the damn thing.
2: The final scene in this episode reiterates our core theme. It, it, again, it rhymes. Now the oh, Wildcats yeah, continue the theme. Both of their show and our show of fucking morons laughing at goddamn nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot.
4: It's so true. In my view screen, Adam is just shaking his locks back and forth like you fucking <laughs> idiot. Was, the only was way the it could be better if you had a
2: backwards any more, baseball cap. Was any more I know, right? Like, dude, Adam, why'd you they...
3: shave your
0: locks off? Well, I was going to say, I got my haircut because my wife started calling me the Romanian word for homeless slut. So.
4: I got to go on mute, guys. That doesn't. Because my wife is telling me I have to take the dogs out.
1: (laughs) David, keep this (laughs) party. Who let the dogs out.
2: Guys, do we want to take a quick break before we do wrap up?
1: Well, first, I did want to do a quick mention of the background music, which I thought mm. was, uh, was was overproduced. No, 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 no. Not on this show, this, this show, the music was very low key and appropriate. Uh, every time it showed up, in, in, in stark contrast to the theme song. I I oh, agree with you, dude. David. I thought
2: yeah, that the music yeah. was pretty good, actually. I I think that <laughs> I think the problem
0: is the um um they couldn't really rely on the strength of the animation. Which, which they pretty much knew because even like, we saw in any of the, all the combat scenes, the blocking was all off. Yeah. The the movement was all off. Like we, we, you really couldn't – you didn't get tension from Zealot standing there with her sword, standing perfectly still, just deflecting shots apropos of nothing. Yeah. So they, they had to make that tension up somewhere. So obviously the music was what they went with.
2: And I, I guess, uh, I honestly, it's probably kind of easier to bring it in there um, because it's 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 one of the last things that gets done, um, and it's a very quick way, to, like an easy shorthand to punch up a scene with sound effects intention. And, and I think that, like, there were definitely some things. There were so many continuity errors and weird problems in the episode. I, I feel this was. I don't know if it was a troubled production or if this like episode was just kind of rammed through. Um, but there, the, the I think it was a time a timeline issue that got them to the point the, to the point of the problems they had
3: i i guess my problem is that the soundtrack sounded so 90s that it re-conjured the bad like thought, bad the bad touching of the 90s that that, that animation did to me where it... how how dare it be like the
2: time it was made
3: right Okay, I, I, I no, you're right. You're right. You're right? absolutely right. Like, why are we, <laughs>
4: why are we looking at this stuff from back in the day through the lens of today? Because that's what
3: makes it good. That's that's what makes it uh, so yeah. terrible. We, we
0: we had a shit time of the night. We we were the freaks it. and geeks of our school. We got shit on in elementary school. We we had a, a really <laughs> rough time uh, in that transition phase from young adults to teenagers. God. Or I, a teenager to young adult, I guess. So, like this, the '90s was kind of a a horrible time for us, emotionally dear, speaking, development, developmentally speaking.
2: Dear so. listeners, I'm sorry to have to reveal it to you this way. We weren't cool. What's <laughs> 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 that? Was like, I mean, come on, we're, man. We're all super cool. <laughs> that now. was fucking I mean, we've I mean, given. It's clear we've gotten <laughs> over it.
0: I went back through and I watched the intro to the show a couple times, and um. Maul, in his holographic costume, is just wearing a yellow jacket. He's still giant and purple and green. (laughs) Yes. With a yellow jacket holographed onto his body.
2: So uh, this was a change between the show and the comic. In the comic, he could fully transform back into a human-appearing person. In In the show, he was always purple, always kind of big, Um, and they also changed it so that in the comic, the bigger he got, the dumber he got to the point where he could get so big that his brain essentially shut down. Uh, in the. And
0: and if he got too big, he, he could not figure out how to get small again. Right. Was was part of it as well. Like he, he, he would just get stuck.
2: Yeah. He would go catatonic.
0: But. Didn't, oh, really? didn't they also add, play with the inverse of that too. Didn't they have them like shrink down to be tiny, and then become hyper intelligent?
2: I like that idea a lot. It sounds too good for <laughs> Wildcats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I was just I was curious about that because I do remember when I was reading the comics at your place uh, as a kid. I Maul was my favorite character. Really? Because of that yeah, he he really was just because that was like an interesting concept of like you're you have some sort of a handicap associated with your superpower yeah and if and if you tried to like push it too far you would essentially destroy yourself
2: well I also think um, I mean Adam you are always attracted to the strong guy archetype you're, and you're right, you're right. you like you like that yeah. I like Colossus who was like the yeah. giant
0: pacifist and I liked yeah
2: all, you man. you like the strong silent reliable muscle type the gentle
1: giant let's move on to our next segment Mike. Would you let your children watch this show? Um,
3: yeah, I guess so. It's highly censored enough that there's really it's kind of benign. Um, you could tell the bad guys because they shout and slam their hands down and <laughs> laugh maniacally. So there's it's it's a very black and white view on you know morality. So. It's easy for them to say, oh, well, the bad guy does this and the good guy does this. And then from there, you would just have to explain the brotherly interaction and why one would turn from bad to good. So, is there a good lesson? Maybe, but is it explainable? Yes. <laughs>
0: So your criteria is, is this going to be easy for me to explain to the kids?
3: Can my
2: dipshit children understand
3: this? (laughs) Great. Right? Well, okay. For those also with children that aren't, you know. Sure.
5: That's fair. Fair.
3: That aren't Um, infants or non-existent. Could anyone else (laughs) like to explain why they would let their children watch it? Uh,
2: I, I also have a child. Unfortunately, it is an infant child. So, um, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> we, I, we tried to get, uh, you know, a, a big, big one, one but uh, you wanted it to come out just fully. Yeah, no, him. they don't.
4: They don't come out in big yeah. form. I, I,
2: I didn't. I didn't know they, that. So we had made this big commitment, but we got a little one. I think, you know, when you have a child, um, a, a big part of your desire is that the child won't repeat the mistakes that you made. <laughs>
3: Did you actually say that?
2: Uh, that you you want them to have more from their life, um, to be happier, uh, to have less regret than you do, to, to not be filled with seething self-hatred. Um, and I just don't think I could allow her to, um, to sink to the depths that I sank to.
3: You didn't watch so, TV as a kid. So oh, yeah. no, Wildcats,
2: Wildcats is out. You yeah, have any collected the comic? And,
3: so, uh, would you let your child read the comic, hypothetically? I mean, I mean, needs-
2: uh, yes. I mean, I mean, she needs a thorough understanding of comics history, and I, as much as I'm not a huge Jim Lee fan, he's an essential part of reading, and essentially part yeah. of the history of the industry. So, like, yes, she's she's got to read those as part of her '90s curriculum. <laughs> uh, she's got to read. Um, Bagley, Peter Bagley. She has to read um, Chris Ware. She has to read all of Daniel Klaus. Um, oh, jeez, there's so many classics in that period no. that are required reading. You know that she's going to grow up and all she's going to want to do is watch Marvel movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna, like, oh, why don't you like good things, things, dad? Like anime. This movie's boring. I want to watch One Piece. It's just two people talking to each other from the
1: 1950s. Let's let's move on to our one universe theory. Okay. Who wants to go first with the one universe? I actually theory? want you know, to close I mean, on this. Oof.
5: <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: Okay.
0: You, you, want you want to close. Okay. Do it. So Matt, you got anything?
2: One universe theory. Oh man. Um, yes. There's there's an obvious answer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um that uh shit. That spot. Uh,
4: You got no. it. Nope, no, get it?
2: That Stampede is a Daemonite. Yes, in the Ooh. sense
5: that
0: Hellspont is actually an agent of Stampede sent to Earth post-hologram era, pre-planetary uh, intervention or planetary...
2: I mean, it's clearly post-hologram close era. Close collision.
0: Close collision. And mm. he is, he's obviously distracting some of the individuals that are on the planet that might be able to stop the impending apocalypse that would be coming about from the planetoid passing between the Earth and the Moon. Yeah. So, he sent the Damonites on a mission to try to uncover a piece of the, um, a piece of technology that was left by Iskandar even earlier in time, that got lost in the history of time, that was then buried underneath the ocean with the uh, expressed uh, uh, understanding that it would give uh, Hellspot some sort of power to conquer the Earth. The problem is that Stampede knows that the Earth is doomed in about a year anyway, or any time now, because mm-hmm. this is 1994. So it's really just a distraction to try mm-hmm. to, keep, to keep the other empires that would be fighting over Earth at Uh, some sort of loggerheads while he got the destruction of the planet going.
2: It is like watching Michelangelo carve David out of that worthless pile of marble. It's... I can feel Adam's hands in my mind sculpting my thoughts into the most pristine, beautiful shape with tiny little genitals. Uh,
4: I was going to wait for the <laughs> dick joke in there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I that fucking sophomore and the fact that I'm like, here we go. We're going to have a dick joke. Where, where's the dick joke? Oh, no, there I, is... I
2: think it's just that you know who I am.
3: You've <laughs> given me no opportunity for a <laughs> yeah, probably joke. So I can't, and, I can't complete 10.
0: And remember, Spectacular Spider-Man is just a training exercise. So,
4: oh, it's so,
1: so bad. So, so, your theory is actually really close to what I came up with. That that oh okay yeah. Good, this is 1994. Good. This is mid destruction of Earth. This is like while yeah, yeah. destruction uh, yeah.
0: Obviously, obviously, they're in the throes of some sort of uh, catastrophe because uh, the bars in New Jersey. Damn, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it right? looked like civilization yeah, has already
2: collapsed. Yeah, it, so, yeah, I mean, education has clearly suffered. Yeah, the
1: Daemonites are an advanced team of shock Easily. troopers, and they're deployed to Earth just to uh, distract people and make sure all the news stories are about these outrageous characters uh-huh. and higher military spending in order to distract everyone <laughs> from the <laughs> environmental disaster. Damn.
0: The the impending environmental disaster. Yep. Earth. Yeah. I think, they, yeah, you and I are yeah. pretty much on the same page. Is, 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 the
2: is, the whole, hoax, is the whole mission just to divert funds away from NASA so they do not sense the planet that will uh, careen between Earth
1: and the moon? Yes. Yep. Jesus. Although I, I will add... Possibly. And, and this, uh, in the opening, you, you see the uh, the Wildcats have these uh, magical girl transformations. So they clearly also mm-hmm. have the, the hologram gem technology. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They have the hard light technology. Know, the hard well, they have every technology. A punk band, and,
2: <laughs> and ooh, that's where... ooh. Ooh,
0: even better. No, 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 no. Void is obviously Jerrica Benton. The merging of Jerrica Benton with oh. the, the AI ooh. star synergy. The synergy, yeah. She's Erica Benton yes. merged with synergy to become the. Uh... Arbiter? I've used that already. I've that word already. But to, to be the um, custodian of the imp's uh, uh, will and, and attempt to try to.
4: I think it blew Matt's cross mind. Cross. Matt is, this is when <laughs> like,
2: the David was established in Florence as an epic symbol of the <laughs> city. When the common people rallied around it, they would protect it and love it. Oh, because man. Because of the artistic achievement. We've done it. Of one man, and that man
4: was Michael has left Adamangelo. The atmosphere.
3: <laughs> I like pizza.
4: <laughs> he is in low Earth orbit.
0: Okay, so should we be writing this down somewhere, or because we're going to lose
2: track of this pretty easily? Pretty quickly. <laughs> we have we have all the episodes; oh, totally. we have it all recorded. We can just go back, and you know, it'll be easy to piece it together. Yeah.
0: So, um, should we wait?
3: And so you my, know what?
2: I think we just need to rely on our fans to keep so weekly for this one. And <laughs> yeah, all like it. our, our us. mini fans. Oh
3: yeah, all three of them. Uh, right. I,
2: I was just gonna mention as like a summation of the episode is like something I will say that is very good. Uh, the character design is awesome. Like all these characters, they're not totally to my taste, but they look super cool.
0: Or oh, like the graphics. Of yeah,
2: the, Grifter yeah, looks yeah. cool. Zealot looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, Hellspont looks badass, honestly. Like, that yeah. is a
4: cool design. But, hey, to double back really quick to uh, the similar universe, <laughs> uh, I believe Lord Imp is developing the lasers that are going to go on to the mm-hmm. star battleship. <gasps> for... nice. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah so we're seeing, we're seeing Earth... Exactly, that's why they wanted the fucking big-ass lasers. Because the gamillions are going to come in about 100 <laughs> years, and they got to go and retrofit a World War II battleship with laser guns and faster than light drives. Fucking yeah. big-ass lasers.
0: <laughs> F balls F-Balls. F-Balls. F-Balls.
4: F-balls. F-balls. <laughs> 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 All right, I think that's the logical point to end this, because we can't top that. What is what is our uh, next
1: segment, okay. David? So I think we have come up with a new segment here. Easy, Dirty, dirty. Oh, I'm confirmed. The next segment is Dirty 30. Watching this episode, did we discover any hidden sexual proclivities either among the characters or ourselves? That was (laughs) 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 That's awesome, (laughs) Mike. That
4: is how you want (laughs) to look.
0: Yes, I think I think that there is one clear one that will be overlooked relatively easily, Mm -hmm. and it is that hellspot is a technophile.
1: Oh, he
0: wants that drilling laser. To drill something other than the earth. A mountain. If yeah. You know what I mean. He's, he wants, he to wants to drill to laser a mountain. up on his drama mama. He wants to put it in his butt.
3: The, the, yeah. the mountain.
2: I got.
4: He wants to laser his asshole.
3: Screwed as a clitoris.
2: I mean, it is a missile destroying laser. He wants to destroy his dick with it.
1: Oh. <laughs> he wants <laughs> that <laughs> thing to blow up his dick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other
2: one that I think, uh, well, the, the actual sexual tension, I think in this episode is uh, the power dynamic. Like this is all about a dysfunctional team. Um, to Adam's point, we have the dysfunction of Zealot abusing her m- uh, mentor mentee relationship yep. uh, to create a sexual uh, relationship. One that is backed up by the way she deals with Cole cash and touches him on the elevator. Um, and then we have the like screwed up uh, sexual and leadership dynamic of Imp, who is unable to enact his plan, unable to control his team, has no personal interpersonal skills at all, and is kind of like sexually neutered, like he has no sexual power at all. He's followed around by this uh, hyper sexy but unattainable floating robot, emotionless robot, and. Um, so I, I think that uh, this is more about power sex dynamics than it is about, like, uh, kink. Although, that is a, I guess that is a kind of kink. All right, David, is any of that good? Can we keep
0: any of that? Or
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's
4: all trash. I, do, I, I, pull, <laughs> I, I just the mic put
1: it in there anyways. Okay. So sh- should we keep this uh, show on the list?
0: Oh, fuck, I totally forgot we were doing this. Oh,
3: Somebody else go first. Um, I would like to continue down this rabbit hole.
2: Uh, I mean, I absolutely, I think. This is a rich vein. I mean, it touches on so many things. My shame, my self-loathing, my hatred of Jim Lee. It,
1: it's it is juicy. Yeah, I, I would like to do another uh, version of the show that's, you know, good.
4: <laughs> I'm with you, David. I don't... <laughs> I honestly don't have an opinion one way or another. You loved <laughs> it. Whoa. You wanted
3: think... <laughs> this so bad you don't want to do it again. You were so pro Wildcats, though. Yeah,
2: I you, know. You were, yeah, you were like. Because
4: uh, it was it was so fucking trash. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. you done with <laughs> yeah. this? You've watched <laughs> it? was so pro Wildcats. <laughs> you have a lot more to talk about. Yeah,
3: You've watched it. You've said it. Yeah, I mean. You're
4: done. Yeah, for the uh, most part. Like I hit it and quit oh, it.
2: Talk about the <laughs> sexual power power dynamics. So. Shit,
3: right there.
4: Yeah, right.
2: So, uh,
0: so, so Derek, is... Derek, you're undecided. David, yeah. Matt, you're for. Yeah,
4: I'm either you're or.
5: Mike,
3: no. I, I said I, I want to see how bad yeah. This, this. Yeah. Oh, this... you want to keep going? Yeah. The, yeah. See yeah. how bad this shit show goes.
2: Yeah. This I, failure. I, this failure pile. I, I, we I, need the, to write it.
3: There's yeah. only 13 for... episodes. Oh yeah. Not that much we can really glean um other than pure comedy gold from this fucking shit pile signing so the for last gold. two
0: so in the last two minutes as i've been thinking about it i've been torn in many directions well um,
5: <laughs>
0: for for my own personal uh, uh, <laughs> mental like health no no david no, no, no. go with it you're like well it does keep going yep <laughs> <laughs> for, for my own personal mental health i i do want to cut it um <laughs> honestly this is so bad, and in, in the problem is, it has. It's not. At, it is not nearly as bad as Spectacular Spider-Man, but it does have a very similar feel to it, where it's like the banality of violence, or the banality mm. of like just superhero tropes for the sake of superhero tropes. I, I just really wasn't feeling it. I've watched it many times, obviously, to get ready for this, and I, I don't know if I want to watch another episode. However in order for us to get to the bottom of some of Matt's personal (laughs) issues and to help Matt grow and evolve as a person, I I would be more than willing to take on the tedious endeavor of watching another episode. Wow. Covert action
3: teams.
2: I I have to say, Adam, when you started talking about coming over to my house to read comic books, specifically this comic book, it it really took me back in a way that was very – that was a pleasant memory associated with oh, Wildcats. That's, that's good.
0: Yeah, that's nice. that was really good. I, I seem to remember you and I actually having some conversations about Wildcats and young bloods when we were like 15. Sure.
3: It had nothing to do with him coming over and playing with your dad's swords.
0: With, with my dad's swords? No, no, no. No, Matt and I didn't really do a lot with my dad's swords. Dan, on the other hand. The moment he came over to my house and saw there were swords on the wall, was like, hey, I'm going to sword fight you. <laughs>
3: no, Matt, Get ready, motherfucker. Matt's <laughs> dad had the Air Force sabers up on the wall. You never yeah. pulled them down and started swinging them around at him?
2: No, man, that shit was in a glass case for a reason.
3: No. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't
0: I didn't pull down Matt's dad's swords. I pulled down my dad's swords. Because <laughs> well, they sword were unprotected. Because they were not. Yeah, yeah they
2: were not. David, please isolate that quote. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my it in my 30 30 section.
1: Swung around. All right. Okay. It's getting
4: to about 12.30 and I need to call it a night. <laughs>
1: right, fuckers. wrap right. it up. Yeah, I think there's just one more piece. Is what are we going to add to our queue? So, roll us some bones. We, we've got a good one. Yeah, we've
0: got a good one. Yep.
1: It's yes. Silver oh.
3: Yes! Oh boy! That is
2: a good one. Oh, I oh, cannot oh, wait for oh, this. Please give me. Oh, please give it to
3: me. Childhood?
2: I've Are never, we going to be fighting over this? I've never oh, seen it. Oh. I've never seen it. Oh, David. Oh, it's Who is it? it is Who is it? it?
1: last episode. <gasps> yes!
0: Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Oh, holy shit! That is high stakes. We're doing a series Damn. completion. Oh, uh, okay. Oh do we, boy. Uh, do we want? To I, feel like oh. really on <laughs> I feel like the stakes are really high
3: on this. One. <laughs> Who's gonna? Who wants to throw in? Who gets it? Who gets it? No, no, out. I, think I do. I want does. it.
4: I, I want it so I'll, fucking I'll bad. I'll be there
3: for comic intervention, but I am not gonna do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I am out as a
4: main. Well, I, you I,
3: barely did it this time. Shut the fuck yep, up. The chances are
1: very
4: low for you. Oh, boy. All right, David. <laughs>
3: okay, good. They <Yeah>. exist, <laughs> but they're low. Except.
0: Well, okay. I don't want the mantle. So, so let's let's do a quick recap here. I did Bravestar. Matt did Thundar. So that's one for each of us. I did Star Blazers. Matt did Jump on the Hog Rounds. So that's two favorite. For each of us. I did Spectacular Spider-Man. So that's, that's three, three is for zero. you. Mike did Wildcats. So let's, we got three,
2: two, one. Let's be honest,
0: I did well, Cat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, true. hold on.
4: David, roll those
1: dice. Oh my
0: god. It's David. It's you,
1: isn't it? No, I have something David cute. Jesus, I feel like it's Christmas. It's Mike. Christmas.
5: Yeah! No, no! <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. What? Jesus!
3: It's like a ruined orgasm. What is me? What is me? Silverhawks. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. No. Yeah. We've already talked about my strengths and weaknesses here. Oh, fuck.
0: No, no, but but we're, we're keeping you in the queue because we know that it's going to be a disaster when you actually uh, <laughs> yeah. do, do the synopsis, and it gives us a lot of like pieces to kind of pick up and play with, so.
3: Yeah, yeah. No. It's,
2: it, don't think of it as, as something that's being forced on you. Think of it as an opportunity for us to shine. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> think about it as a way for you to fuck with us. Yeah.
2: In order yeah. to make it to make everything
0: exactly. work the way it's supposed
2: to. No, so, it, 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 I would it, brainstorm it will... ways you could fuck it up even worse.
3: Think about a puzzle and all the pieces don't match up because they weren't cut from the same puzzle. That is what I'm gonna bring to this.
2: I was thinking that every piece just has your face on it. I love that.
3: <laughs>
2: oh <That> god. <laughs>
0: So um, so call
1: yourself out. (laughs) This
0: this amazingly terrible experience was brought to you by Adam, for myself.
2: And David. Um, (laughs) Together with you in shame, I'm
4: Matt. And I'm Derek, and really disappointed.
3: Hi, my name is Mike. The end.
2: (laughs) Again, ruined (laughs) orgasm.
3: (laughs)
1: Amazingly Terrible is produced by David Marks. Music by the Fish You Save the Planet.
5: You will pardon me.